This is the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless, a weekly podcast hosted by Chris Milson, a podcast to help break the stigma of mental health and to remind everyone that it is okay to be not okay, and to remind those that they are never alone. Please also note that Chris is not a psychologist or psychiatrist and is speaking from research and experiences. Trigger warning for those for the possible explicit content and language. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless. I am your host, Chris. Uh, Before we begin today, I just want to say I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, Today's podcast is going to be towards holidays and seasonal depression. You know, obviously, it's a very real thing. Um, I I think people just kind of say they have the holiday blues and, you know, not really have an understanding of, you know, like the details behind seasonal depression and or holiday blues you know there's so many different factors of this topic that I just wanted to do a little research on and share with you guys because I feel everybody can relate to holiday blues everybody can relate to uh, the seasons changing and just you know our our bodies just trying to adjust to everything that's been going on uh, you know during the holidays whether it's during the summer, whether it's during winter and Christmas time, you know, it's a very real thing to have your body just kind of go all over the place. Um, so the month of December, and I kind of laughed when I saw this because I feel everybody just kind of feels completely opposite from this. But December is a month of national stress-free family holiday holidays. Um, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was you know, mainly because of how awful holidays are with my family. You know, I grew up in a divorced uh, parent's home. You know, I I grew up in a broken home and, uh, you know, two Christmases sounds great and all, but when you don't have the love behind any of those holidays, man, it's just, you feel it on a different level. You know, uh, I'm sure most kids when they're younger, I would be like, oh, you know, two holidays are great and they don't really understand their parents being apart and they can't be together. I never had the luxury of having my parents be in the same house without arguing during the holidays. Um, I remember from when I was very little to, but right before they divorced, uh, you know, it was always arguing. There was always cops involved in one way or another. And then, you know, when the divorce happened, uh, you know, it was okay. We're going to spend Christmas Eve at dad's and we're going to spend Christmas day at mom's and the next year would rotate. Same with Thanksgiving, same with, the 4th of July, whatever it was. And, you know, the one constant in my life was almost always my aunt Michelle who lived in New Jersey. You know, um, we spent holidays up there. We uh, went there up there for the 4th of July in New York city. You know, we, we did a lot of things um, with my aunt growing up and truth be told. And I don't think I've ever said any, any of this uh, out loud except to my therapist, but my aunt almost adopted me. Um, My parents were you know they're they're toxic you know i've obviously shared that on the podcast but they were a lot worse when i was younger you know the like i mentioned the cops were almost always involved in my life and there was always domestic issues with the guys my mom was with and one time my mom almost had me uh testify in court when i was like 13 against the guy who she was seeing she got a restraining order on him and uh kicked him out of his own house um Anyway, 
with the holidays, you know, it was, uh, it was rough. You know, it was always, uh, you know, what are you coming over my house to see me on the holidays kind of thing. And now that I'm older, um, you start to see just how awful your family can be on the holidays. You know, um, Thanksgiving, I'm going to be honest, it was rough. Um, you know, my, my dad and his family, his brother and his mom all argued the entire time we were in the car. And unfortunately, my brother wasn't in the state for Thanksgiving. So that just made it worse. Um, you know, you, you got to create your own traditions. Um, you got to do things that make you happy during the holidays. And I know that's hard. I, I firsthand know how hard it is during the holidays to, you know, just enjoy the day for what it is you know so many people look at birthdays and be like oh well i'm just turning a year older it's it's not a big deal and you know to me birthdays are special because you get to celebrate another year you get to start a new chapter in your life that maybe somebody close to you didn't have that opportunity and that's not me guilt tripping somebody to celebrate their birthday that's be grateful for what you have you know it being grateful isn't a bad thing you know, you can say you're grateful for having life. You're grateful for wanting to take care of yourself and live a happy, healthy life. And in the same term, live for that person that isn't with you anymore, whether that's your dad, whether that's your brother, whether that's somebody you loved. You got to live for yourself and you got to let them, you know, obviously don't don't let go of the memory of that person, but their memory can be carried on throughout the years. You know, I you know, without Santi being here, holidays are rough because he helped me get through Christmas time, you know, and without Amy, a lot of holidays aren't the same either because she passed away um, around the 4th of July. You know, it's holidays are rough for anybody, but if you put in the work healing from all that trauma you experienced, from all those bad holidays that you have, I, I try to get out of the mentality of, you know, this holiday is going to suck, but I almost always expect it with my own family. And I have yet to have a good Thanksgiving with my family. Um, same with Christmas. You know, Christmas hasn't been special in my family and I don't know how long. And it's it's something that I've learned to uh, try and expect uh, every single year. And in turn, got to keep that balance too you know on thanksgiving uh i we do a friendsgiving tradition every single year that i help start with caleb and a bunch of other friends and we've had new people come into our circle to join us on those friendsgiving we've had new people we've had people not make it we've had people you know step out of the circle because the situation wasn't right for them or there's just people that they don't get along with you know whatever it is and then Christmas, me and Caleb go see a movie every Christmas. You know, yeah, we have dinner with our families, whatever. I don't really care for family dinners anymore. Um, but we created that tradition. You know, we have we make something to look forward to because like myself, Caleb doesn't have a quote unquote family of his own to celebrate those holidays. So we create the traditions together. He's like a brother to me. So any anything that we do together is because we don't have the family members to do it with, you know, that's, you know, traveling out of state and, you know, making plans for my birthday, making plans for his birthday or during the holidays, whatever it is. Um, you know, it's, it's a struggle, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like getting through holidays is easy because it's not, but it is possible to celebrate and enjoy those holidays again. 
So for the seasonal depression episode, I did not realize there was an actual disorder um, for seasonal depression. And it basically the abbreviations are SAD, S-A-D, and that's seasonal affective disorder. I did not know that was a real thing. I always thought it was just something that people just said, oh, well, I'm feeling holiday blues and a seasonal depression. I never knew it was something that was real. I never, never knew that it was a thing. So I, I kind of did a little digging, you know, just to try and see what SAD stands for or seasonal affective uh, uh, disorder means, you know, and the symptoms are listed as below. So we have a feeling listless, which is basically lack of enthusiasm. Um, you're feeling sad or down most of the day. Uh, you're losing interest in the activities you once enjoyed. Um, having low energy and feeling sluggish. Um, struggling to sleep. Uh, overeating. Weight gain. Lack of concentration. Uh, you're feeling helpless, worthless, or guilty. And suicidal thoughts. So I, I just wanted to highlight uh, a couple of these because... The hopeless and worthless part, I feel probably more oftentimes than not during holidays because you see all these people that can buy all these things for their friends, right? They they can afford to bring these people on vacations or buy them an expensive gift that you just kind of feel like somebody's competing with you, like during Mother's Day or during uh, uh, during my mom's birthday when me and her had a decent relationship um you know i would get my mom something and then my brother would get my mom something and his was all his would always cost more and i had it in the back of my head i'm like damn i'm not doing enough as a son i you know i work monday through friday and i pay my bills and i do things on my own and i'm buying her a gift and i had the mentality of just feeling worthless because i can't afford past a certain amount of money a uh, gift for my mom you know and same during the holidays when somebody's like oh i want to buy you something for christmas what do you want for christmas i nine times out of ten i will tell you i don't want anything because i don't i don't feel comfortable people buying things for me i don't feel comfortable people doing things for me and i don't know if anybody else can relate but I, I genuinely feel like if somebody is going to get me something or somebody wants to get me something, I want to be able to give back. And I know that's not an expectation, but that's just how I'm wired. I don't want somebody to get me something and then just kind of, I, I don't know. I think it's a, an expectation in the back of my head where they expect something. They might not say something, but it's kind of like my brain says, all right, well, now I got to get them something because if I don't, I'm an asshole. And I know that's not the case with everybody. And I think that's just a matter of how I grew up with my parents being, you know, if they get you something, you have to give them something back or, you know, during birthdays, something, somebody always has to get somebody something. Um, and I just want to highlight a conversation with my mom and I don't usually do this. So this is going to be, this is going to be a little out of character for my podcast, but basically, you know, she messaged me saying that she's not going to be able to get me th anything for Christmas and, and whatever, um, for my birthday. And again, I don't think I, I've said this out loud. And if I, if I did, I apologize for repeating it, but for my birthday, my mom, um, she called me and she told me happy birthday and everything like she does every year. And she said, you know, sorry, I didn't send you a card or anything. I forgot it was your birthday. 
So on one hand, she said, happy birthday. Okay, that's great. But you forgot it was my birthday? Like, I don't care about the card. The card means nothing to me. The card means absolutely nothing. If you say happy birthday, great. I- I'm I'm grateful. Thank you so much for wishing me a happy birthday. But to say that you forgot your own son's birthday, like the card thing uh, uh, completely aside, no- nobody take that as a I expect a card thing because that's not that's not what I'm saying. But the fact that she said, I forgot your birthday, that shit still bothers me today. And that was in August. We're in freaking December. And that shit still hits me in the back of my head. But um, she said, uh, you know, I'll I'll send you a card is all I could do. I'm sorry. I've never missed a holiday without sending you all something. I'm sorry. And I I basically responded. I said, you know, Christmas isn't about who gets something for whoever. Never has been. I haven't been able to do anything for myself, never mind traveling anywhere, and I'll make it up up there, which is New Jersey, because she asked me to visit when I can. I've always made time for you when I could, always have, and I'm doing what I can. Um, so you know that that's just that's my view on, um, that's my view on holidays, uh, on giving somebody's gifts. You know, I it's a holiday. Yeah, I'm grateful if somebody sends me something. I'm grateful for a card. I'm grateful for just a damn call. I don't care. But don't sit there and 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 say that's what the holiday is about because it's not. You know, I I always feel like I need to give somebody back something because I don't want to feel like I'm not grateful. Or I don't want somebody to think I'm not grateful for whatever they've done for me. You know, because there are people out there who will put in the back of your head, oh, you know, you wouldn't have this if it wasn't for me. And I, I know people like that. I, I know a lot of people like that that were, you know, in my family or... Uh, people I once called friends that, you know, they kind of threw something in your face when they told you not to worry about it, even though it was a gift, you know, and I don't feel right people giving me gifts without giving it back. So that's that's where I'm at with that conversation. I know that was kind of long winded, but it was it's something I feel needed to be said. You know, holidays aren't about what you get somebody. Holidays aren't about how much money you spend on somebody. If you spend time with somebody and you acknowledge that you know, oh, hey, I'm thinking about you on this holiday. I'm wishing you whatever holiday it is. That should be more than enough. And I know that's not realistic for so many people, but that should be more than enough. There's another one on here. Um, The overeating and weight gain, I feel like is something everybody struggles with during holidays. Whether you're on a big diet and then Thanksgiving comes and you fall off the rail and rinse and repeat and you do it again the next year and keep going and keep going. I, I, you know, I don't really think I would put that under the, uh, you know, the seasonal affective disorder. I don't know. You know, obviously I'm not trained enough to really diagnose that part of it. But me personally, I, I just kind of feel like it's something everybody does during Thanksgiving. I don't know if, if the overeating part is necessarily a part of the disorder, you know, of course, unless you have one, then I guess, but I don't feel like eating during the holidays is is due to a disorder, especially overeating. We all overeat at Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, some of us may or may not. I eat one plate and I'm usually good, but I never put two and two together and said that <laughs> I'm overeating at Thanksgiving because I had a disorder. You know, again, maybe that's just me. So the seasonal changes, um, you know, are really big with bipolar disorder. And I didn't know this. So 
you know, the mania that somebody uh, experiences during bipolar can be linked to a specific season. And, you know, that could be holiday anxiety. That could be, uh, you know, summertime when it's really hot and you're just anxious about it being hot outside. And I I wrote stuff on here um, for winter patterns and summer patterns that are actually kind of eye-opening when you think about it because you can kind of compare it to animals. You know, uh, winter patterns is oversleeping, um, social withdrawal and weight gain, which is kind of like hibernating, like what bears do, you know, those kind of animals when they they harbor all that food and, you know, sleep for the whole winter. And during the winter, as human beings, I feel like a lot of us oversleep. You know, the sun doesn't, isn't out nearly as much as it used to be. So we're sleeping more than we have, or we're not sleeping enough. During summertime, uh, you know, you got a you got a poor appetite because it's hot and nasty. I know down here in Florida, it's brutal. Sometimes you just forget to eat and, you know, you're dehydrated, you're really hungry, whatever, and you have trouble sleeping. I know from experience living down here almost 30 years, I haven't lived down in Florida my whole 30, uh, 30 year lifespan so far. Um, but I know for a fact that sleeping in 95 degree weather house absolutely sucks. When your AC doesn't work, um, I can 100% confirm that. <laughs> um, so the the seasonal affective disorder is, you know, more common in people with uh, major depressive disorder or bipolar slash bipolar disorder too. Um, and bipolar uh, two disorder uh, is reoccurring depression, uh, hypomanic uh, disorder, as well as ADHD, eating disorders, anxiety, or panic disorder. Those are a lot of uh, disorders that I had no idea would would be, you know, I guess set off to holidays or I guess worsen during the holidays. Um, I, I've always felt like when it comes to having those disorders, it's just kind of like a norm uh, for the, for those people, you know, uh, I I got diagnosed with depression. I think when I was like 13, 14 years old, something like that. And I never, I guess, realized when certain holidays came around that I would feel some type of way until I started getting older and started, you know, noticing it a lot more. Um, I worked in Publix for six years. And for those who don't know what Publix is, it's a it's a grocery store. And I worked in the bakery. So during Thanksgiving, during uh, Christmas time, it's some of their busiest days uh, of the entire year. I was so bitter during the holidays because one, the holiday music played uh, before Thanksgiving made me miserable. You know, I always said, can we celebrate Christmas after Thanksgiving? Like, I was stern on that, and a lot of people didn't like working with me because I know I had a bad attitude about the holidays. I was always very bitter about the holidays, and after I left Publix, that feeling just kind of stuck around. It kind of floated around my head like, yeah, I don't like Christmas. Yeah, I don't like Thanksgiving because everybody, everybody's phony. You know, you don't get along with a family member, and all of a sudden you're supposed to get along with them because it's a holiday. You know, whatever trauma you experience with that family member, you know, whether whether that was abuse or whether that was a really bad argument you guys had and you're just supposed to pretend like none of that happened during the holidays. I absolutely hate that mentality because I've had parents. Well, I've had parents. My parents have brought people in the house that they know 
mistreating me or insulting me or whatever it was and never took into account how I would feel. So they would come over for Thanksgiving dinner and I'm supposed to strike up a conversation with that person because it's the holidays. You know, we're all supposed to be uh, thankful that we're all we're all alive and we're all eating uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner together. And I feel parents are really bad about, uh, I guess, navigating that conversation with with their kids. You know, I, I think if you're if you're going to have a holiday dinner, um, I would think you would look for everybody's comfort. You would think, uh, you know, are you okay with so-and-so joining us for dinner? Not just, oh, hey, by the way, this person's going to be here, even though they may have abused you X amount of years ago, or they they insult your weight or whatever it is. I cannot even begin to tell you how many men my mom has brought into my life that insulted me, that mistreated her in front of me, pushed me around, like, I, I've I've seen more than I care to see. And she just doesn't take into account how I felt about certain people being around, you know, until I got older and I found a voice. When I found my voice and <clears throat> I told her I didn't want to see a certain person, I didn't want a certain person knowing where I lived, um, she got the hint. Establish those boundaries with, with yourself, guys. You know, being older, I, I would think that, Finding boundaries for yourself would probably be the most important part of of these holidays because I know you don't get along with every family member. I feel like that's pretty unrealistic because, you know, whether it's having different views of somebody else or uh, just approaching holidays uh, differently than somebody else does. I remember somebody would always say to me, oh, why aren't you happy? It's the holidays. You you should be happy all the time because it's Thanksgiving or it's Christmas and you get to see your family. And I, I think my response to them was basically, well, when you have a family that's very divisive, when you have a family that uh, doesn't do anything together prior to those holidays, other than argue, you just, it's hard to enjoy other people's company. You know, I... I personally can't wait for my therapy session to talk about how bad Thanksgiving was because it was miserable. You know, Thanksgiving was awful for me and I, I really wish it wasn't. But, you know, like I said, I kept that balance and we did the Friendsgiving a week or two before Thanksgiving. So it made that a little bit easier to get through. Um, but I just, I wish I had the courage within myself to, just not attend family holidays, you know, because my brain works this way during the holidays. If I weren't to go to a certain dinner and heaven forbid my grandmother would pass away because, she, you know, she's, she's older, you know, she's, I think 73, 74 years old and she's older. Um, My, my dad would probably be like, you know, remember that one Thanksgiving you missed out on before she passed away. And, I just, that's why I can't, I don't miss out on family holidays, whether I'm miserable or not. It's just, I pick and choose my battles. And I guess that's just the battle I choose to live with every single year, even though the results haven't changed. You know, we, we had a Thanksgiving where we went to uh, Cracker Barrel and my dad and my brother didn't show up. And I felt embarrassed because I was just like, you know, what the hell is the point of going to Thanksgiving if nobody's going to show up? Um, this is a very passionate to topic for myself, so I do apologize. 
Um, but it's it's hard getting through holidays. And I, I know it's hard for so many others. Um, so there is a reason behind uh, having this uh, disorder. And, you know, it's the lack of vitamin D uh, and the lack of serotonin, which regulates your your, uh, your mood. Um, and then you have melatonin, which is your normal sleep and waking cycle. When when it's winter time, you know, of course, we have the daylight savings time and the sun goes down sooner. So by the time I clock into work, the sun's up, you know, everything. But by the time I'm out of work, it's six o'clock and there's no sun. So you just feel your mood steadily declining because you didn't get to go outside all day because you were too busy at work. Um, when I worked for Publix and it was during this time, uh, during the holidays, I worked from like 4 a.m. to um, to probably about 7 p.m. So I went into the dark and I left at dark and I was miserable. And I, I feel like the lack of sunlight definitely affects a lot of us when it comes to to holiday time because you just feel your mood steadily uh, declining. You just feel like nothing's going to get better because the holidays suck or, uh, you know, you're just not getting the right amount of chemicals in your into your body and you're not getting your vitamin D like you're supposed to. I mean, you're supposed to essentially get your sunlight and everything, you know, just to kind of balance out your body. Um, there is, there is a therapy, uh, that I wrote down, uh, which is like light therapy or phototherapy in other words. And basically what that is, um, to create something around the 1980s where they sit you in a box with, I believe it said 10,000 lights or maybe, maybe it was 30,000. It was one of those two numbers. And they basically give you that that serotonin, that vitamin D that your body's missing, that it's not producing because you're not getting enough sunlight. Um, it, it's kind of similar to that one therapy where they shine the light in your eyes, talk about a traumatic experience that you're going through, and they just kind of change how you react to it. So light therapy is essentially uh, them trying to give your body the chemical or the vitamin the D that you're missing. And I guess just trying to change how your brain is regulating all the chemicals in your body. Um, so I wrote down also, you know, holidays. Why do we hate holidays? Why why do we feel some type of way about the holidays? Whether that's the 4th of July, whether that's birthdays, whether it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. Why have I felt this way uh, for so many years? Why do you feel this way for so many years? So I wrote down um, you know, obviously stress is a really big one. How are you going to afford the gift that so-and-so wants? Or how am I going to be able to buy this dinner for somebody when all the bills are due at the same time? And fatigue, I feel like is a big one. Stress and fatigue, I feel like go hand in hand. You know, when you run yourself into the ground, you, uh, you just kind of feel yourself, uh, I guess, I don't want to say giving up, but you kind of feel all the effects of stressing yourself out and overexerting yourself, overstimulating yourself into doing what you need to do to get things done. Um, then you have unrealistic expectations, which I feel like everybody is guilty of, including myself. Um, I feel that during birthdays, during holidays, that you're almost always expected to do something for somebody, especially if you care about them, because society, and here's the society norm, society tells you that you don't care about somebody unless you um, 
unless you buy them something, unless you take them out to dinner, unless you buy birthday presents for them or, or a Christmas gift or whatever. Like The Grinch. And I, and I think The Grinch is probably one of the most relatable movies of all time. You know, it, it was his assumption that Christmas was only about presents. Christmas was only about how, how much alcohol you consume, how, how much you party, how much how many gifts you buy somebody. And then he finds out that Christmas means a lot more than just gifts. It's being together with the people you care about. It's it's loving those that mean the most to you. And I feel that's so lost in today's society because the next bullet that I wrote down, over-commercialization. Again, Christmas uh, decorations. And, and this is for all you people that like to keep your Christmas tree up all year or put it up in July or October because you guys are... I hate to say it, but you guys are weirdos. Um, I I know Christmas trees are a pain in the ass to take down, and I know they're even more a pain in the ass to put back up with all the decorations. But over-commercialization has torched the meaning of Christmas, torched the meaning of Thanksgiving. Because let's face it, face it, what what are people most looking forward to on Thanksgiving besides the food? Black Friday. Over commercialization. All right, go into the store and you can get all these presents for these people. You got to go to the Black Friday sales for all these presents for these people. And, you know, every single Christmas movie that comes out, you know, you see how many presents somebody buys. And uh, almost always they kind of try to turn that around and be like, listen, this isn't what Christmas is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be who's all here with us. It's supposed to be who's sitting at the dinner table with you. Who's who's telling the the christmas stories to the kids you know i i don't mean to get all corny about it but that's that's what christmas is supposed to be um this is this is i think the second christmas maybe the first christmas without okay yeah this is the second christmas without santi and the last christmas i spent with him we sat in his backyard and had a had a bonfire and um you know, we just we talked for hours and just sat there in 30 degree weather around a bonfire, just celebrating Christmas, celebrating each other and just talking about the future and, and everything else. And, you know, it's uh, Christmas is such a lost holiday. The, the, the point of Christmas is just beyond lost. You know, it doesn't feel important anymore. And I, I just I wish I wish society would open their eyes to see what holidays do to people because financial stress is another one um, that I feel we put on ourselves. Can, you know, like, like I said, unrealistic expectations, the, the social norm of having to buy some, somebody something during Christmas, uh, seeing, seeing happiness on a child's face during Christmas or during their birthday, I'm sure is the most exhilarating feeling for those parents who listen to these podcasts. But you also have to take into account that those kids are just grateful to have their mom or dad. You know, maybe they didn't get what they wanted for Christmas because money was tight. And I feel if we can have that honest conversation with kids when they're old enough to understand, you know, that sometimes money is tight. You know, uh, Christmas isn't about how many Christmas gifts are under a Christmas tree. You know, it's it's about you and me. It's about mom, dad, and their kids, and their grandparents, and their cousins, and their aunts and uncles. You know, it's 
It's so much more than what society projects and throws up on everybody 365, you know, and I, I wish, I wish more than anything in the world that we can come together as a society and change what Christmas is supposed to mean. Get rid of all this greed, get rid of all this, uh, you know, all this hate during the holidays because somebody took the last thing on stock for your kids uh, on the shelf. Black Friday sales, they've gotten better about it, but now it's just Black Friday sales all week. And again, it just adds more financial stress. And I understand why they did it that way, but I just personally feel that, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just endlessly talking here and hard to find a point there, but I, I think you guys get the gist of what I'm saying about Christmas. It's it's so much more than gifts, guys. And hopefully you guys can tell your kids that and when they're old enough to understand that. Um, I also wrote down the inability to be with friends and family. You know, of course, uh, during COVID, that was really hard. Um, and then, of course, uh, grief and loss. Uh, you know, the grief and loss of those family. You know, it's it's hard not having Santi here during the holidays because he was so passionate about Christmas and doing the most for his kids. And, uh, you know, not being able to see my sister for the holidays really sucks. And, yeah, I can go up to Jersey, but... That, that comes with the sacrifices of my peace because of my mom. You know, it's it's a it's a lose-lose battle for me during the holidays. Uh, all, all I can really do is is uh create my own traditions and try to make the best of it, I guess, make the most of it. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh therapy is almost always an option for everybody. You know, it's not for everybody. You know, it's not going to be something you walk into the very first session and it's going to turn a light bulb on in your head and, oh, I'm all better. It's it's not like that at all. And uh, again, I'm going to shout out this documentary because of how great it was. The Stutz documentary will tell you everything you need to know about how therapy works. Jonah Hill, everybody knows, almost anybody who's anybody knows who Jonah Hill is. and he was very transparent about everything, you know, the, the loss of his brother, uh, him struggling every single day, you know, just cause he has money doesn't mean that he isn't human just like you and me, you know? And again, therapy is not for everybody guys, but I just want to let you guys know that the two years in my life that I've been in therapy have been the most life-changing thing I've ever done for myself. And, mainly because of the holidays. You know, I, I have a five foot Christmas tree sitting in my house now. Um, you know, it's, is it a big tree? No, but it doesn't need to be. It's, it's for me and it's made me be able to celebrate Christmas in a way where I can turn on a Christmas movie and not just roll my eyes because of how corny it is. I used to be like that. I didn't watch Halloween movies because Halloween was stupid to me. Same with Thanksgiving, same with Christmas. And now that I've had somebody in my life be as consistent as Jess has been to help me look at life from a completely different perspective and handle the the problems in uh the problems in my life in a healthy manner instead of just trying to brush it off and man up. She gave me the ability to honor my inner child and be happy or not 
be happier during the holidays and be able to celebrate during the holidays. I'm looking forward to Christmas every single year now. I'm looking forward to a, putting up a new Christmas tree in my house and putting the decorations that I like on there, you know, and for, for those of you who don't, who haven't seen the pictures on Facebook, um, I have a five foot black, yes, black Christmas tree with the horror movie icons on it. Um, and the ornament on the very top, of course, is a wolf. Cause if you can't see, I love wolves here and here. Um, and, uh, of course I have my, my Blackhawks hockey player. Thanks to Mikey on, on the other side of my tree and then all the horror icons are on the rest of them. So it's really cool that I can do something for myself that makes me happy like that. Um, I never thought it was going to be possible to enjoy holidays again. And when I first started getting back into the holiday stuff and I was doing cards for people, uh, I gave my landlord a a Christmas card. I, I gave, uh, to my random neighbors, a Christmas card, you know, it's, I've never done stuff like that. So during the holidays, guys, practice self-care because self-care is something I will forever repeat and and drill into the back of your heads until you guys are sick of me. Practice self-care because self-care will help you get through every single day of your life. Whatever self-care looks like, there is no right or wrong way. As long as you're not harming yourself or others, to self-care you know you can go for a walk listen listen to lo-fi music you know go take a walk on the beach watch a sunset you know and listen to music whatever it is journaling helps me a lot you know journaling my thoughts and being able to share them on my uh you know on my therapy sessions or i like to call them my healing sessions um at the end of every podcast as you guys know I like to read quotes. Um, For the first one, um, I'm going to give you guys some tips during the holidays. And uh, this one came from the NAMI website, uh, not NAMI website, but NAMI Facebook, um, and getting through the, the holidays with anxiety. Find a quiet space before breaks. Remember, this is temporary. Anxiety doesn't have to be you sitting there all day feeling anxious. You know, you you can have control of your anxiety. Um, set your boundaries, always super important. And again, I'll probably mention that every podcast as well, set realistic expectations for yourself. If you think you can do something and not have to overexert yourself, make sure that you're not overexerting yourself. Don't put too much into something. If you know, it's going to wear you down because your worth is immeasurable. Your, your sanity is immeasurable. You need to be the one to control those expectations. You don't have to let anybody, and that includes your parents, that includes your grandparents, set any expectations for you. You're going to a holiday dinner, and they expect you to come in with a trunk full of presents because they have kids. Just give a present each kid with a card. It doesn't, don't overexert yourself, and that's financially too. Um, ask for help when, or ask for help if you need it. This is something I struggled with for a really long time. Asking for help was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But when you do it and you find that one person or two people or three, it doesn't matter how many people that are willing to help you emotionally, uh, mentally, whatever it is. And it'll, it'll change, change your life 
when you reach out for help that you deserve. You deserve that help. You deserve that peace. Finding one positive. Now, I know this is kind of an eye roller uh, when, when somebody tells you, oh, find something positive. I'm telling you guys. Find that balance. Anything that's going wrong in your life, whether that's finances, whether that's uh, you're arguing with somebody, find a positive in every negative. And I know it might take some time to train your brain to do that. But once you can start finding that balance in, uh, you know, within yourself, it'll make everything that you struggle with a lot easier to get through. And yes, you can get through it. You just, you have to train yourself to, to remind yourself that I can get through this. This is just a bad season. This is not a bad life, bad season, not a bad life. Keep repeating that in your head and find that positive. Cause once you find that positive, that, that positive could be a domino effect of so many more positives. Um, now this is, this is the last quote I, I found um, that I think everybody will appreciate and I, and I hope it helps somebody. Um, this one is more towards geared towards grief during the holidays, um, during loss, during the holidays. For me, it's Santi and other people that we've lost uh, over the last two years in this pandemic or even before that, you know, losing a, a parent, I'm sure is not easy. Um, losing a brother, losing a wife, whatever it is. So this one didn't have an author behind it. I just kind of found it. It was typed up and somebody screenshot it and posted it. So I, I figured I'd read it on this podcast because I thought it was very good. Um, someone you know is preparing for their first Christmas without their husband, wife, mother, father, brother, sister, daughter, or son. Others are preparing for their last. Regardless of the specifics, remember that this season of joy is oftentimes a season of sorrow for many. Be kind, be generous, give love, give help. If nothing else, just don't give people a hard time. And I, I think that last line, don't give people a hard time is so important. You never know what somebody's going through. A simple, hi, how are you? Or a simple smile at somebody can make somebody's whole day, especially during the holidays. Try to be more compassionate towards others. And I'm not saying give your whole life savings to the people out there asking for help, but be there for each other. You know, try to be more kind to those around you. I'm not telling you to call your worst enemy up and forgive them for everything that they've gone through, but be gentle with yourselves. And I, that is the, the most powerful words I've ever been given in my life. And it's so simple. Be gentle with yourselves and everybody else around you. You don't have to, approach every situation with confrontation you don't have to approach every struggle with confrontation you can always have that peace you can always have that love in your heart you just have to be willing to accept it so for now i'm going to leave you with that and again i just want to thank everybody for listening to my last last podcast with vince um i thought it was a pretty successful one for what it was um it opened a lot of eyes I feel like um, when you kind of hear the perspective of of two men talk about mental health, um, and I hope all the other people that listen got something out of it as well, because I never want to make anybody feel left out, because I know we all go through something. We all got to be there for each other. You know, we all got to 
got to remind each other that we're not alone. And if I have to be that lighthouse to, to shine right in your darkness, I will, I, I will be there for you no matter what. So until then, thank you guys so much for supporting. Uh, this will be posted on the 6th, I believe is that, that Tuesday. Thank you again so much. Be well. And of course, be gentle with yourselves. Take care, guys.